It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Huffle, bro. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all the Talking Tactics. Links are in the description. Where, where, where do people listen to this? Any podcast app you can get. Mm. Us. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on the show. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow over there. If you're on Pocket Cast or Acast or whatever, we barely mention those. But we know you guys are out there. Google Podcasts, whatever. Shout out. We're on Patreon. This week, we talked about Squid Game. We talked about Deontay Wilder getting his beat by <laughs> Tyson Fury for a second time. So, yeah, links are in the description. You help out the show. If you enjoy this podcast, then we just we basically make an extra one. So, uh, yeah, have hope. Where can people get you before we start? You get me half hope for bullhalter.com. Indeed. That is also in the description. Check it out. Brick Academy updates, ranking updates, legends focus. So, because I, I knew where I wanted to start, but what's the best way to ask is, do you rate the Nations League? Like, do you think this is a thing? Um, before I didn't, but I think what people have been saying is the way that it's been played and the kind of intensity that it's been played at. And when you just show how, when you're not seeing how much people actually care about it, I think it's actually be, become much more of a, of something that people not take seriously. So I think at the start, I was like, wait, what, 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 what the hell is this trash? But I think it's become a lot more um, serious in recent years. And obviously, when you look at the three games, both semifinals and the finals, like, oh, no, these guys really want to win. This ain't a friendly. I was having a conversation with this with somebody earlier, about this with somebody earlier. And if the World Cup is like the Champions League and like the Euros or the continental competitions could be like your domestic league, then the Nations League is somewhere in the domestic cup realm. So if we just take Europe, Champions League is the World Cup where the best teams go from all over the place. Hmm. Uh, your league, you know, so we'll use England. Uh, the Premier League, that's basically the equivalent of like the Euros. And then this is like FA Cup, League Cup, something. Is it? Is it a big deal? Kinda like it's better than watching friendly, so I think you wait for 
they were right on that one. We're just like, look, you do. We're not, why are we going to stop the play just to have friendlies? But at the same time, I'm not here for this. That you're doing it is fine and cool or whatever, but it's still gilded mm. friendlies. You know, we'll just put a, some packaging on it, make it shiny. You get to win a trophy, but it's just replacing the friendlies. So, like, this, the same way that I would respect, oh, Man City have won the League Cup four times in a row. Like, that's kind of what this is. Like, it's good. Like, yeah, you won something. The players are playing harder than they would just because it's a labeled competition. But it's not a Euro. It's not a World Cup. It's not uh, Copa America or AFCON. It's just, you know, it's just some games that are mildly more entertaining because there's a trophy on the line. So. I think what this shows is if you put silverware on the line, everything becomes more interesting. Because there's a, I mean, because there's like a trophy there and everything, there's, you're not playing for something, you know? And I think if you're, if it's like a friend, like, what are you playing for? So I think because you're playing for a trophy and so forth, and there's, and there's actually something to get at the end of it, it's like, oh, you know, if, if you're playing for something, it becomes real. And therefore, that's where the motivation lies, you know? Mm. So, and the games were really good, man. Like, I tell you, no, the games were, I was like, no, these are really good games in terms of just the quality, mm. the way that it's been played. The quality, no, it's, it's, it was good. Stuff was good, man. Once you get, I don't know if this is an Americanism, but once you get the blue bloods together, so once you get Spain, France, Germany, England, Italy, once you get Portugal, once you get those guys together and they're playing, people will watch, even if it's a friendly, just because those names carry cachet or weight or clout i guess is the word people mm. would use today so you put spain against france in a final or belgium against france in a semi-final or spain against italy like you're going to get people to watch that there's a trophy on the line is kind of like some it's icing on the cake but everybody likes cake even without icing some people prefer cake with no icing i am one of those but spain france in a final like who cares if it's for nations league or whatever like you know that's gonna sell uefa if they keep up with this it's good. The, the the more they do it, the more people will respect it. Kind of like the League Cup, I guess. I think the League Cup started in 1960 or 1970. Mm. Whereas the FA Cup was like 1800s or something. <laughs> so, yeah, because anything that has history. Yeah. We'll always, so, listen, you're always going to play catch up to the Euros and um, the World Cup. So you, if, I mean, you'll always be behind them. because they, If they you have finals like them. this one, yeah. though, that build the story... Spain go up 1-0. Benzema scores a great goal. And then Mbappe comes back. The way that they celebrated was like, nah, this is like, we want this. And then you have the the marketing of UEFA behind it to make it a big trophy, if you know what I mean. France have won all three. Like, bro, y'all just invented this. But it's like, nah, they have the World Cup. They have the Euro. Now they have the Nations League. <laughs> mm. um, also, I've seen a lot. I've, I got to put this out here. I've seen a lot of Cristiano fans who are like riding this thing very hard. They're like, no, nah, oh, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a really big yeah. deal. Trust me, it's a big deal. Like, I think you're begging it just a little bit too much because you want you want your guy to have that extra something over number ten. So there's that as well. But to the actual final, yeah. What were your what were your thoughts on on Spain against France? No, 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 no. Very good game, man. I mean, quality game. I think. You look at Spain, they're in good hands, man. You know, you have to just like that's the thing that just struck me is that these guys are in very good hands because um 
I think I gotta apologize to Enrique. Yeah, like like Enrique on the the guy knows what he's doing, man. And I just think that you know, you just say to yourself that if you put if you put Amsufati mm. in this team, you know what can they what can they do at the Euros or sure, rather at, at, at the World Cup? Well, yeah. But I think for France, it just shows you that these guys know how to respond. They, they did it against Argentina, did it against Belgium, and so once these guys are oh shit, our backs are against the wall. The Pogba, Griezmann. Mbappe, Benzema, they just have a, a very special chemistry. And which is why it's good that if you're friends off the pitch, it helps on the pitch, you know. Because football is about just chemistry. And it's about, oh, I know what you're going to do. So when you do that back heel, I know that you're going to do that back heel in that position. I know you're going to do that cut back there. Because I know the kind of guy you are. Because I know the kind of guy you are. I know the kind of football that you play. And we both view football in a similar way. So we know that in this given position, you're going to go right rather than go left. You're going to go forward rather than, than, than go back. So they just seem to all have the same understanding of a certain kind of football. So once these guys start doing that one touch, boom, 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 like bam, it's like, it's, 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 it's great to watch, man. It's great to watch. So I have a question. Do you think that understanding is better developed or better expressed in club football or international football? Because your international teammates don't change. They just are who they are, especially if you're in a particular age range. Like, you're going to have the same teammates for as long as you play. If you're in club, some of your teammates might stay the same because you're just there for years. But the turnover at club level is far more than international. So... You could say, you know, if you think about maybe like the Real Madrid teams, like Kroos and Modric probably have that understanding because they've played so much together. Add Casemiro in there. Like that midfield understands what it's doing. But now you add Kamavinga in there, and it's like, ah, I don't know what he's going to do. For Croatia, though, Kovacic, Brozovic, Modric, they all know what each other are going to do. Like there's because they've been playing together for so long, even though they're in different places club-wise, when they come back to their country, like you don't even have to speak, you know. I just know what he's gonna do because my whole life basically I've played with him or I've known about his existence, you know. So do you think there's a better understanding in club football or uh international football? Because I would say international football. Uh I mean not me, because it's international because it's the same teammates and like you're from the same country. Yeah. Like club football, because it always changes. How can you how can you get to chemistry if there's a new player every given time, but for internationals, it's the same team as and also you're both from the same country, maybe even from the same town. So it's also See, international. So I, on the whole, I would go with international, but there are specific cases in club football where it's like, bro, these guys play together forever, and you play who knows, like 300 games, 400 games together, like way more than you would internationally. So you would say, like, Salah and Mane would have like a, a great understanding because they played what. 200 games together probably for Liverpool. Mm. That's probably better than the understanding Salah has with some guy on the Egyptian team. <laughs> but there's some guy on the Egyptian team who Salah's known his whole life that I don't even have to talk to Trezeguet. I just know what he's going to do, man. So mm. that's interesting. Um, yeah, I got to apologize to Enrique, man. The 2015 trouble, you look at it and you think, okay, Xavi and yes, the Busquets, okay. Messi, Suarez, Neymar, okay. Danny Alves, Alba, okay. How much credit do we give you, really? So, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
there's 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 a degree of difficulty tax that you kind of have to apply on that one but now you're actually being forced to manage i think or not forced but like we're actually seeing how good you are as a manager without having the wealth and breadth and depth of talent that existed in that team to where people would question like i could kind of do that with that team you you know how arrogant (laughs) You feel like, look, if you put me there and you gave me that midfield with that front three, I think I could probably win a championship. Yeah. I couldn't, but I'd like to think, ah, how hard is it really? With this, it's like, okay, the golden generation of Spain is headed out. There's no Ramos. You know, the midfield's go. I, the only one who's left that feels like it is, is Busquets, who played great, by the way. There's this where do we go kind of feeling. And to have him be the guy that's like, oh, no, we can piece this together with these different players, and we got Torres and Fatis to come, and there's pieces, but how do we put them together? And for him to understand how to put them together in a way that makes sense and can get you to a final or what they did in the in the Euros, it's like, hey, yeah, like there is something about this guy that it would be easy to overlook in that Barcelona team, but now not so much. No, 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 no. You know, like, I mean... He's managing, man. Like, I mean, because you have to look at how a team operates. It's like how a team operates and what tools they have at their disposal. This is not, this team is nowhere near as talented as the golden generation. Busquets is way older than what he was before. So there are some good players there, but it's not that team from 08 to 2012 was, was a, that's the most talented team that they've ever had in entire history. So the fact that you were able to compete with Italy and compete with, with France, that's that's damn good. So my thing is that I'm just saying to myself, if Antofati keeps fit and just pluck Antofati in this team, they could they, they could make I don't think they can win a World Cup, mm. but I think that they, they can make some noise, man. They can make some noise. I think I think the good teams in the World Cup are maybe a little bit too good for them. Actually, I say that. How many teams are actually better than Spain? Like, clearly better. No one. Apart, apart from France, no one else. Yeah, France it's like is really one team. Better. Yeah. So, it's it's obviously, when you get to the World Cup, round of 16, quarter, semi, that's a lot of weeding out of basically even teams. So, anything can happen, which is why it's fun to watch. But, yeah, there's not so many clear teams above them. France, though, hashtag narratives. I had to write that down <laughs> to remember that. Mm-hmm. Particularly, like, this was a great game for your narratives. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing that's missing was well, Kante. Kante. It's okay, though. Let's let's start with Benzema. Is there a better footballer on planet Earth right now? Ability or um, form? Form. Like, the aliens come. Oh, Who is your no, best no, no, right no. now? Based on form, Benzema is the best. He's the best in the world right now. You have to just keep it. Because, I mean, Messi, we know what Messi can do and everything. But... Yeah. That's why I, because if you just do it based off ability and what you've done in the history, then that's boring because then it never changes. What I like, because which is what how I do my ranking system is form, based on your form, who based on recent form, who's the best right now? And right now, Benzema is better than Messi. Yeah, Messi has had a better career and better legacy, and Messi has better ability overall. Neymar has better ability than Benzema, but as of right now, Benzema is performing better than both of them. So. I come back to this. He's playing so well that he's playing for France. There was a time last year that I thought 
despite how well he's playing at club level, it's a shame that he'll never get back into the France team. This was like mm. early, early last year. Like it just it sucks that like we'll never see him link up with Mbappe or Pogba or you know Dembele or whomever it is because the political situation or climate around him is just so bad that he'll never play for France and that's like a real shame because he should have been there for Euro 2016 I think if he's in the team they beat Portugal obviously they win the World Cup without him so you think do they really need him nah not really if they could win a World Cup but what he's able to do for their football it just elevates everything that they're able to do in an attacking sense because God bless Giroud and Gignac and who else would play up front like Martial and Griezmann and those guys but like there's just something about Benzema that his his quality his understanding the link up play the just some of the touches that he's able to pull off like the guy he's just he's an incredible player so for him to like not be in the team I thought was a travesty but then he's played so well for for Real Madrid that you can't not pick him for France otherwise it looks like match fixing like how is this guy not in the team but you have time for pick a striker I don't want to disrespect anybody but you know so that he's played so well that he's brought like he he overcame the politics of French football to get back into the team Mm. four goals in four games at the Euros great the goal he scored against Switzerland where he like flicked it like the, the it's the it's the best piece of football I've seen this year I don't know how I can't even describe what he did, but he like reached back and it, the ball bounced and he just like he put it past somewhere like the other way. It was just crazy. I'm still not over the fact that they lost that game. But like, how could you ruin so much in so little time? Like, how? How? Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that he's playing. It's a testament to how good he is, or how well he's playing. There's no way he would be there if he wasn't just incredible at the moment. Because that's the only way it would work is, you know, Benzema would have to be the best player in the world for them to forget all of that. And then he ends up becoming the best player in the world at 33. As you say, like the best player in the world is obviously Messi and it will always be Messi until he retires. But the best informed player, I guess, or the most informed player is Benzema at 33, which is kind of nuts. Um, his goal, though, I mean, no, 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 so super. I mean, I mean, although, I mean, if you want to look, it's still an amazing goal, but it's one of those things of like, if you know foot football, um, Simon made it look a lot better. Yeah, because you know? he he dives for yeah he, because he basically touches it yeah. and then he then goes up, and then hits the top of the banda. But still, just when you just look at it, it's still like so. Just the trajectory of the shots and the technique of the shots to be able to create that. That's 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 just amazing. And the moment in which he hits it as well, because they just went down. Yeah. After so, Hernandez hits the bar. Mm, and also um, and that's a guy who that's an amazing story. Like again, his brother Lucas Hernandez, he's he was at the World Cup, won the World Cup everything. Oh, that's just the Hernandez just some there. Has an amazing season for Isbalan. Just recently wins his first cap. And I think this might be maybe his second or third game. You score the winning goal. Against Belgium, and, yeah. and then you then provide the key assist, uh, basically the, the winning assist in the final, man. So that's 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 a, that's a crazy story, man. Mm. It's a team, man. Um, France, I've seen yo. Is this? I think France might be the most 
What's the most talented international team? Team or squad? I would use them entertain interchangeably, but no, 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 it's not the same thing. France probably has the most talented squad ever. The most talented team is that Brazil. Nineteen seventy. Oh no. Okay. Also, <laughs> I don't know all the guys that were there, but in terms of what I've seen, the two thousand and six Brazil team is the most talented team ever. But the most talented squad, I your first team, the guys on your bench, the guys you can call up, the guys who even can't be called up. It's this generation's France. But in terms of a team, oh no, two thousand and six. Uh, okay, so team. okay, so I mean team, like the best twenty three that you've taken, not the best twenty three, but the twenty three man squad that you've taken. Yeah, no, 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 that's on team. That's squad. So, team is your first eleven, your best. So, this is your best eleven. I understand. So, 23, I mean, yeah, squad. France, France, 20, 23 years, yeah, France, it's France. Like because I mean, like they are, the amount of guys you can call upon. Even you look at Dubois, who came on and look at look at what he did, putting the ball through the guy's legs and the winning that free kick. So they're just at it. and that is why I say like it would not be a smart bet for, to bet on them to win the World Cup. Because when you're so talented, the, you, you you end up defeating your, yourself, and that's what happened with France. Like nobody will beat them; they'll just beat themselves. They'll beat so them. they'll just make mistakes. Like nobody can beat them; they just have to make mis- mistakes and screw up, which is what they did against Switzerland. And that's what's going to happen in the World Cup again. So that's why I always that's why I always go with them, because again, it's it's a numbers game. The more I say the same thing, the more likely I am to get that right. But they're just always talented, so you'll never, you'll never really go wrong except like 2010. <laughs> Which, by the way, I've noticed that people, you know, people use 2010 against Benzema, forgetting that he wasn't even in the team in 2010. No, yeah, which is yeah, like because yeah. that was Ribery, Anelka, Henri, Ever, Ever yeah, like. Benzema was nowhere near South Africa in 2010 unless he went as a spectator but I noticed that some people are like man Benzema he's a problem look at the 2010 World Cup I'm like he wasn't even there you just assume trouble with him (laughs) (laughs) he's a troublemaker so obviously he was there with the the Domenech hostage situation like nah like that was was not him I forgot what I was going to say ah if, if I'm looking at talented squads, right? Obviously, you have the legacy squads like 1970s Brazil. Okay, um, you're probably better at naming like older older teams than me, just based on our age. By the way, happy birthday! I mean, okay. I, I, I mean, I told you at the time, but you know, we come on, we that's we, long ago, man. That's past. It's not even a week. Plus, 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 like, we should have done this like 20 minutes ago, but you know, sorry for not recording last week, but you know, it was my boy's birthday, so we just took a birthday break. That's what we did. So, you can send half hope your belated birthday messages if you didn't know. Don't we don't, don't we have don't. no idea how old he is? He could be 20, he could be 30, he could be 30. no one said like the time is passed. Don't send any messages. He could be 57 or 103. We don't know. How late is a belated birthday message? Two days from like no, from, from like a friend, from like a person that you really know. How no, late I mean, is a birthday what, what message? Is I mean, maybe like a, a day, 
Then after after eight days, I come on. You you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> like you you forgot about my birthday. Like <laughs> so yeah. But anyway, anyway. Um if we're thinking about squads though, I'm thinking it's hard to say years, but you can kind of go with generations. Like the Spain team that we that we mentioned earlier, that has to be in there. France ninety eight two thousand. Okay, 02 to 06 Brazil has to be in there. Like there's there's a lot of good teams. I don't know if this team is like the most talented. It might it might be the most deep. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's most talented. I said it's squad in terms of a squad. So the guys you can bring off the bench, the guys who you can't even call. Basically, as a generation, it's the most talented generation in terms of the amount of talents that can be called and can't even be. There was a time when Martial wasn't called. <laughs> So it's like it's 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 you know they, they have too much they have a lot of time it's it's a very talented era of France man. Could you make an argument that most talented player isn't even playing? Who? Cool. What do you mean? Dembele. Um, like if, if you just look at raw ability, yeah, a fully fit Usman Dembele might be the most talented footballer that they have. He's better. He's a better footballer than Mbappe. Oh, yeah, in terms, yeah, of, yeah, in terms yeah, of what yeah. he can do on the ball, left foot, right foot, vision, shooting, dribbling. Imagine if he was like fully fit and in form and you add him and plug him into this. It's actually sick. It's sick. Um, do you realize they're winning a World Cup? That, or they won a World Cup and they had to. Why is Pavar playing? Well, World Cup can play right back. Put Dubois in there. I don't want to get into the quota thing. Actually, let's 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 stay away from race today. Let's 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 just have a fun, lighthearted podcast. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some things that the, the, the French team does. I'm just like, bro, like I know what you're doing. I know exactly. Look, what you're look doing. Daniel, you can't talk slick. You are half white, remember? So you, you can't talk slick about, <laughs> about, about race, man. So. You know, or, or maybe you can give us insights though. It's a quota, man. It's a quota, man. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. So let's talk about another mixed race fellow, Kylian Mbappe. Is the goal step over emergency? Like, did he need to do that? Uh, well, I think he's trying to look. I'm sure one of his heroes is, you know, I think it's Ronaldo. He's just trying to evoke his inner Ronaldo. The master of the of the step over in front of the I think it's like he's a guy who's beaten the who's gone around the keeper the most times and he was the master of step overs and beating the keeper with the step overs. So evoking his inner Ronaldo. As a as a Ronaldo guy, do you appreciate what Mbappe? Oh, no, 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 that was nice. Obviously, it's not as good as when he did this against Lazio in the UEFA Cup final or against Ghana in the 06 World Cup, but you know. I was like, oh, you know, that's 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 a nice homage oh to Ronaldo. Um, what does this do for his narrative? Kind of going back to this Nations League, how much does it really mean? Like, for 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 my money, okay, you scored a winning goal in uh, FA Cup. That's basically what you've done on an international level, which is good. You know, mm. people like me would celebrate Drogba for doing something like that. So it's good. It's never bad to score a winning goal in a final. Unless it's like the Audi Cup or something like that, we don't recognize that. But uh, is this important to the narrative? It's, it's, it's a difficult one. I, it's sort of like it's like a yes and no, man, because it's like it's it, it's a new trophy that 
you can't just say, oh, now means something. But at the same time, the way that it was being played was very intense. Like, Belgium really wanted to win and Spain really wanted to win. So much so that to look at how angry they were that that goal stood. You know, they wouldn't be that angry if it was just, oh, this was... So it's one of those words, you know, like, you're like, you want to just say, well, this, this trophy was, was invented like this morning. But when you look at how guys were playing and the level of quality and the level of energy and dedication, it's like, bro, man, this this was a because this because it was a really, really it was a tight game <laughs> that Spain could have easily won. So do you sympathize with them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah, on sure. the offside rule. Yeah. Like because when you look at the explanation, it's too I mean, it's it's too complicated. It's like it's stupid. A, a guy he intended to play it, but of course, he would try to because he's trying to block Mbappe from playing. Like, no, is it offside? Was the guy offside or not when the ball was given to him? At the moment that the ball was given to him, was he offside or not? That should be the beginning and end. The whole thing of all oh, the interference of play, then that's recess, the whole thing. I mean, ah, don't overcomplicate things, man. Yeah. yeah. It's like Mbappe was offside when the ball was played. So the only reason that the Spain player goes and touches the ball is because he's reacting to a, a ball that's intended. For an offside player. So that he touches it in the process of trying to stop the offside action shouldn't then make the offside player onside. Mm. Like, what are we doing? That's just silly. It's, no, it's just... Because my thing, it will only work if they're saying that Eric Garcia intended to pass the ball back to Simon. Right. Which, which he didn't, you know. Right. If there was... Exactly... On, 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 and, and, and can you prove that... He intended to pass the ball back. Uh, uh, how do no. you prove that? <laughs> how could you prove that he intended to pass the it's ball just, back to Simon? It's, so. it's, it's dumb. So when Busquets came out and said what he said, I I sympathize with him. Like, yeah, you have a point. Like, if that if that was how a Euro final ended or World Cup yeah, final ended, we'd final. be yeah. hot. We'd all be hot because unless you're French, because that's 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 not football. So no, I don't like it. Going back to the Nations League though. Because you reminded me of something that we didn't talk about at the beginning. So Belgium lost to France in the semifinal. And if we create a world where Belgium win this, do we come on this podcast and say they finally won something? You could say that, yeah. So we would. like. So you would come. Uh, obviously, you would because now Hazard has a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, the competition didn't exist. But when... Hazard was a kid, or De Bruyne was a kid, or whatever. You know what? We're gonna grow up, and we're gonna win like UEFA's third trophy, or sorry, UEFA's second trophy, the third biggest one in the world. Like that's yeah. that's the one we want. Like no, we're, we're talking about Euros and we're talking about World Cups. So that's kind of what I look at this Nations League thing. Like it's like if if your team wins again, I go back to club football though. If you're Wigan and you win an FA Cup. That is a huge deal. It's massive, right? Mm. If it's Leicester and you win the FA Cup, huge deal. Mad props. If you're Chelsea or Manchester United or Manchester City and you win a Nations League, not a Nations League, but you win, uh, you know, the League Cup or the FA Cup, like that doesn't make your season a success if you don't have, you know, success in the Premier League or the Champions League or whatever the case may be. I look at this Belgium team, at, at least this generation, maybe the country as a whole could use just some silverware, any silverware. But this particular generation, and I think it's it's long in the tooth at this point, 
they're a team that was capable of winning a Premier League in this analogy or a Champions League. Like they had the talent to win a World Cup or a Euro. Like if they would have won the Nations League, like it's better than nothing. But mm. this is like the third best thing that you could have won. Nah, it's not good enough. The idea that they gave their golden generation to Mark Wilmots and Roberto Martinez, is that really the best you could have done? I think the key thing, though, is how good are these guys? Nah, they were good. No, no, no. Company, Vertonghen. No, 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 no. I didn't say they were not good. I didn't say they were not good. How good? (laughs) They were good enough to win a World Cup. And that's my question. I question whether they were good enough to win the World Cup. 2018 proved it. They played France harder than anybody. But France still won. And how many chances did they really create against France? As a Swiss finance France team is, if we don't have to, we'll sit back and defend it. But if we have to, we'll respond. So we are, we are 1-0 up. Now it's down to try and break. We're not going to come out and score the second. You now have to now come and make, make us react. You, you didn't. So we're saying like France, France is like Fury, and Belgium is like Wilder. Like no matter what we do, we can't beat this guy. No, so, no, 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 no. My my thing is with Belgium is, I just think that they are talented, but I don't, I don't think they're as talented as we thought they were. And I think that there are there are lots more intangibles needed to win a World Cup, to win a trophy, which they don't have. It's not, it's not just about being talented; it's about can you now win this game. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where I just don't think it's, they have the that's mentality. extra winning gene and a mentality to to really take that extra step to win it, a trophy. So I don't think it's about a manager or anything. It's about personnel and people. Now, when you look at Spain and everything, their talent didn't win that World Cup. It was their character and their mentality. So and that is very key. You you, you don't win it. The only time a team has won like a trophy based purely on just them being just better was nineteen seventy Brazil. They were just too. They, they, were, they were just too good. <laughs> Every other team was like, "Oh, we have to really dig deep and show some character," you know. So, if I think about the team, if you have Courtois, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, company, and that was your three, then in midfield, Dembele, Witzel, Tillman might be too young to add into that. But if that's just your two in midfield. The wingbacks was well, was always the problem. Remember when they were playing Lukaku's little brother <laughs> yeah. out there? I think he I think he plays for Lazio or played for Lazio back in the day, but that was always a weak point. Mounier on the other side. And then you have the front three of Lukaku, Hazard, and De Bruyne. I think that's 11 players. Three, four, three, and a keeper. I don't know how that team can't win something. It just it it doesn't make sense. International football is its own thing, so it's not FIFA. You can't just plug it in and be like, hey, just simulate everything and the mm. numbers do what the numbers do. So you're right. The intangibles, I suppose, are the problem. But I think a manager could give you some of the solution. Like I always thought after Arsenal won the FA Cup, I think it was 2017, Belgium should have done everything to hire Arsene Wenger. He's, he, he wasn't going to last at Arsenal for much longer. Bro, go get him. Look, we want you to coach our team for the World Cup. You're leaving Arsenal on a high. You won a trophy. Maybe he wouldn't want to leave. And he'd want to you know, go out on his shield, so to speak. But 
I always thought that was the move, man. Just go get Wenger because it, it makes too much sense. Thierry Henry is already there. You can keep him. Maybe it wasn't possible. So, yeah, France win 2-1. They beat Spain. Is there meat left or is it just a bone at this point? I think it's a bone. We, we, we can end that there. Um, two more things to get through. Let's let's start with Neymar, actually. So Neymar came out and he said, you know what? Let me just find the quote. I don't want to misquote my guy. Do I do I click Eurosport or do I click the CNN link? Let's go with Eurosport. Neymar said, I think it's my last World Cup. I see it as my last because I don't know if I have the strength of mind to deal with football anymore. So I'll do everything to turn up well do everything to win with my country, to realize my greatest dream since I was a little kid, and I hope I can do it. No, it was whatever was suspected that like he's he's falling out of love with 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 the game, you know. Um and he just doesn't really have the same kind of desire or heart for the game. Which you can easily see through his body language man. So um I wasn't shocked by the oh let me not step over you. No, 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 I'm finished. Okay. Um, I wasn't shocked by the sentiment that Neymar wouldn't play in 2026. He'd be 35 in 2026. I don't expect most players to play a World Cup in their mid-30s, like 35, 36, 37. So I would have never thought he played that year anyway. It the the more shocking one was that they didn't take him in 2010 when he was 19. Is he 91 or 92? I guess he would have been 18. But yeah, that was the more shocking one that they didn't take him then because that was it was Dunga. He didn't take Ronaldinho when he was 30, and he didn't take Neymar. But 20 so in 2014 he would have been 22 or 23. Then 24. What, 26, 27, 28? And then this one, it'll be 31. So it just sucks that he got three World Cups, 14, 18, and 22, where most players, they either get an early one if they're really good or a late one if they feel like staying like Zidane. So I'm not surprised that he's like, this is my last World Cup. Five years from now, he's just projecting that I'm not going to be into football in five years the same way. And I think that's a normal cycle you know you've been playing football since you're three four five six seven you feel like you've achieved enough except for that one thing and you're gonna put all your eggs in that one basket in Qatar and we're gonna see what happens I'm not I wasn't surprised and I thought people who were saying ah he's mentally weak and this and that like you so you really thought Neymar would play a world cup at 35 well he says I don't have the strength of mind to cope with football anymore that's what he said though I think he means like to go another one after this one. He said he said he doesn't have the strength of mind for football. He doesn't think he has the strength of mind for football. So you think that applies to even now? No, no, no. <laughs> it is what it is. Like he just said that after that World Cup, he doesn't think that he has the strength of mind to cope with the pressures of football. Well, how else is supposed to interpret that? I interpret it as. I don't think I have the strength to go another World Cup cycle. Then why? Then say I don't have the strength in mind to do another World Cup. His I mean, quotes were. The guy's not a politician or some like academic. 
I'm just piecing it like they were talking about the World but, Cup. But how do you say, how do you interpret, I don't have the strength of mind for football as I don't have the strength of mind for another World Cup? Because if that was the case, then just retire now. Like, why Why are you going to keep... So So we're saying after the Qatar World Cup, he's, he's going to retire after the 22 season at 31 years old? Or he's going to go back well, to no, Santos or something? I'm just going, going based off of what he said. I wouldn't be surprised if he did because that's what he said. He said, I don't have the strength of mind for football. Not, I don't have the strength of mind to have another World Cup. I don't think I've got the strength of mind for football. Which means that you're falling out of love of football. And this is maybe your last hurrah. That's what's that is what he said. <laughs> there's there, there's nothing else to be interpreted. So maybe that's just my reading in between the lines nature. Because if if that's the case, if you just don't like football, then just give up. Like why even play the next one? Like it just, <laughs> no, it doesn't no, make no, sense. No, but, no, like, but his whole point is that he the, the point is okay. He feels obligated to play you're, this. You're, one. The point is that you're you're growing out of love, but there is a walk up around the corner. There's look then. If ever there's a way that this is my last thing, let it be this World Cup. Mm. You know? So after this World Cup, we don't lose. Aha, this is a good way just to end my thing with football and just do some, some, something else. So let this World Cup just be, be my last thing where I go all out and boom, I move on. So I think it's cap. Again, I don't think he's going to play the 2026 World Cup. I think it would be great if he could because... I don't think Messi's going to be around for that World Cup. I don't think Cristiano's going to be around for that World Cup. Although I say it. Actually, Cristiano's not going to America. Full stop. Uh, Messi would be 40 for that World Cup. I, I don't think he's going to be there. So there, it would be kind of nice to have like one of those old kind of legacy players at, at that World Cup. But come to think of it, that would be the only World Cup that would be his. I mean, well, which one? 2026. Because this next World Cup, Cristiano's going to be there. Messi's going to be there. But by the next cycle, they'll be gone. So the only World Cup that would really have his name on it as like the marquee star of the game that's would 34. be the one that's in America at 35 oh. years old. Because he'd be the, the most popular footballer in the world that's still playing. But he's just, I guess he's like, nah. <laughs> like, I can't see myself playing football in five years. But personally, Neymar. Like, it, it sucks because 35 is a bit too old for that to be your showcase. But how old was his dad in 06? 34? Yeah, so I said four, yeah. This generation, man, they're so annoying. Like, Hazard, Neymar. They, y'all let me down, man. Don't you feel that way? Don't you feel let down? No, nah, not really. Not really? Mm-mm. Like Hazard, you could have done more. Neymar, you could have done more. Pogba, you know I'm I'm gonna stay on Pogba's back because Pogba's done what he's supposed to do. Maybe not on club level, but international, he's done what he's meant to do. Yeah, I just feel like that 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 generation, that nucleus, that that three especially, were meant to be like the next. But we're still dealing with Messi and Ronaldo, and I see it in my feed every day. Just. Let me go, Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, just shut up about these dudes. Mm. <laughs> to be fair, last night Messi played like a hell of a match, but I'm I'm over it. I think I've I'm I'm at the point where you were like three, four years ago. So I think you you were way ahead of the curve. 
<laughs> I'm just like, bro, we need these guys to go. Like, respectfully. But for the game to develop and evolve, it, even the narratives of the sport to it, uh, develop, y'all got to get out the paint, man. It's just how how much longer? It's been around since, what, 2007? Bruh, I'm over it. Anyway, last topic. Last maybe five, ten minutes. Newcastle. You know, this has been rumored for so long that I just thought, ah, it's just another story that, you know, they're going to get bought, but Ashley's not going to sell the club. So there's no, there's no real point to even pay attention. But then, like, the next day, it was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, this is real. As someone who lives in England and probably has a way better reference of what Newcastle is and means to football in the country uh, you live in at the moment, how big a deal is it that Newcastle have money now? Um, oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's huge. Because, like, to me, I use the example of Newcastle and Man City. There's a larger, more rabid football fanship in Newcastle than there is in Manchester for Man City. So Newcastle, they're one of the biggest clubs in England, you know. So, um, as anyone said, if... This was to happen to anyone near Newcastle or the team to ha- ha- for it to happen to because you know you always have the issue with cities like the stadiums are not always full. You know, Pep is saying you know come to the stadium supporters. Newcastle, that's always <laughs> going to be, be, be there. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 a it's a damn good thing for for Newcastle, man. So it's like, and I think it now it's more problematic for Arsenal and Tottenham because you now have another big player there, which now makes mm. it much more difficult. First, I told them to say, what's up, man? So, Are you swayed by the, this is, uh, football's lost its way? No. Uh, <laughs> you no. shouldn't be taking money from Saudi no. Arabia because of no. X, Y, moral reasons? Like, are you swayed by no. those arguments? or No. Those are, those, are, those are stupid arguments, man. It's it's what football is. It's the reality of football. So it's, about, it's about money, you know? And it's and that's just what the club football game is. It's club football is about commerce, buying, selling, purchasing. You know that's that's just the name of the game. And money is the name of the game. So living in this whole bubble of like, oh no, but you, no, like that Ajax story of 1995 is a once in a lifetime occurrence, which was amazing, but it's never happening again. Hence, it's never happened since 1995. So yeah. I don't think you can get billions of dollars a good way. It's just not possible. You can't accrue that much wealth without being exploitative and just overall detrimental to the planet or people. You have to be taking advantage of human resources, natural resources, or capital resources. That's the only way you can get that much money. So that Saudi Arabia does it in their way with oil and you know, oligarchy and all that kind of stuff, like, not even, just full-out autocracy. Mm. That's their thing. But how did Chelsea's owner get his money? How did United's owners get their money? You know, it's not, we're not dealing, it's not like Germany or something like that where the fans own the club and it's this and that. Like, once you allow billionaires to come and purchase clubs, then how do you get a billion dollars or more in the world without just being overall not great. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know if that's possible. Maybe somebody could point out somebody that made a billion dollars without being exploitative, but to handpick all oh, the Saudis are the bad guys or the Qataris are the bad guys or, you know, the Emiratis are the bad guys or the Russians or the Americans or the British dude. Like I figured out the, uh, the, 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 what, what are their names? The West Ham owners. Mm. Like they got their money making pornography. Oh shit. Did they? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's because they were near the top of the table. So I was just like, oh, let me look at the history of the club. So you look at their ownership. It's like, well, so they made pornography. That's how they made their money to buy clubs and stuff. It's just like, oh, if you look at it, it's just like foul behavior, left, right, and center. Like, not saying that, you know, they're out there killing journalists or something like that. But where can you go to acquire the capital necessary to purchase entire football clubs? without it being some kind of messed up operation. I don't know. Is that absolving the Saudi government for what they do? Absolutely not. Should people talk about it? Absolutely. Um, to be an indictment of like football as a whole, I like football's been gone in the eponics sense. <laughs> like what's left of what y'all thought was there is, 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 is not so. As for Newcastle, I, I, it's 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 a. Uh, I'm happy for them, you know. Their fan base is is very loud. They're always there. Big stadium, history. You, you would know this better than me. Is Newcastle a place where a top level athlete is gonna want to go? Like the city? Doesn't matter. Money or just money money's talks. money. So money, money, money talks. Money talks, man. Money talks. I mean, go. I mean, China's not exactly like, hey, boy, it's a whole money. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> if if men are going to China, men will go to Newcastle. So, yeah. <laughs> ah, last question. If 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 I gave you, let's let's say, we we put five billion in Half Hope's bank account. There you go. Or like you win Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the prize is like five billion, and you're like, all right, I have to buy one football club. What football club are you purchasing? Like based on what? I mean, it's like based on anything you want. Based on I'm trying to win trophies. Based on I'm trying to win here. Obviously, you can't buy one in Spain because of the rules. You can't buy one in Germany, Germany. probably because of the rules. So it kind of leaves you with France, Italy, Portugal. I don't know about Portugal to be fair. Uh, England, or just you know anywhere in the world. But what football club would you buy? Because the Saudis could basically buy any club they wanted, I mean, and they picked Newcastle. There's actually a club really that bad, bad buy really. I mean, it's like no. I mean, it's, it's almost like any any club. So then I'll just turn it to what I want it to to be, or maybe or if you want to be interested, okay. Because I, I always like Miami. Let me. I'll buy Miami and actually trying to attract top-tier players to that club, and also, it's Miami, <laughs> you know, so... Why do you like Miami so much? Almost just like the the woman, <laughs> the beauty <laughs> of the weather, I mean, just the whole vibe. Also, like, my favorite game is, like, GTA Vice City, so, which is set in Miami, so... It's not the 80s anymore, bro. Like, I don't know what yeah, I don't know what Miami yeah. looks like in 2021, but it's not 1980 anymore. No, 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 no. But I, I know guys who live in Miami and they still say, well, stuff is still pop, pop up in Miami. You, still, still. Miami is a city you can't live in unless you're like 
filthy rich. Oh no, no, yeah, that that's why no, oh. I know they told me that it's it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um interesting. So like you would you would you be more like I, I if if we keep it in Europe though? Truly any club and then I'll just reshape it to be what I want it to, to be. So obviously in a, a city that I like and a mm. place that I like. So obviously, like, you know, I like London, Paris is cool. If it's something in America, like LA or Miami, you know, so or New York, you know, because you know, basically it's a city that I like. And then yeah, let me let, let me, you know, bring something exciting to the, the city and then boom. The best idea mm. I came up with was Marseille. Mm. Cause you have the history, decent city, decent weather. Club fans are passionate, maybe too passionate, but that's not a bad thing. Mm. You wouldn't have you, you wouldn't have to build a stadium because the velodrome is huge already. And if you have a lot of money, oh, you you have the built-in rivalry with PSG, which is kind of like their classicer, but it is what it is. Meaning it's it's fake in a sense. I mean, you have north, south, and all that kind of thing, but like it's it was manufactured by Canal Plus and those guys. But um, and this is this is this is my idea. Can I get Zidane to coach my team? So you're from here. I want you to manage here, and we'll give you as much money as you need because I've got billions. Mm. Can we get PSG out the paint? And I'm building French football in the same breath. So that would be the team I would look at. I think I could make that work. I just need Zizou. But you're coming home. So like maybe I can get maybe I can make it work. If I was advising him, I'd just like look, wait for Deschamps to mess up and then take France. <laughs> but Deschamps, it's not gonna happen. He keeps winning. This this nation leagues thing, nations league thing is gonna there's no way they're getting rid of him. Yeah. Definitely not by 2022. Yeah. When does he go? Damn. Still there, bro. Still there, man. I mean, what, as long as he keeps winning, you know. Say again. So as long as he keeps winning, man. Yeah, know? he's not going anywhere. So, but if he keeps winning, then the country's getting what they want. So, what's the point? Why would you need? Why would you need to that? But yeah, Marseille is. I would look at. I don't think I would want to buy a club in England. There's like it's too much competition. You know what I mean? Like I would want a a place or a country where it I could compete. For winning trophies, near enough guarantee myself a Champions League spot or Super League spot, whichever. Hmm. Comfortably. Buying Newcastle is risky. The amount of money you'd have to spend to catch them up with City, Chelsea, United, Liverpool, that's hundreds of millions, if not billions of pounds. You can you can catch up with Spurs and Arsenal and Everton and those guys. That's not going to take too much trouble. No offense, but you guys, if you're fans of those clubs, you know you you know that to be true. But to get that top four, they're going to have to put millions into that thing, which they have. But even if you do that, that's not a guarantee that you make top four. If the goal is to make this thing like a, a worldwide brand, you need to be in the Champions League. So for me, I would look at it like England is a bit too dangerous if I have my own thing. So there's like five heavy hitters now with Arsenal, Tottenham, Everton, those guys all around as well. Arsenal are down bad. Damn. <laughs> How did y'all <laughs> fall like this, man? Do you remember the, the traditional top four, man? Ah, those are the days, man. Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Arsenal, man. Those are the days. But now Arsenal are like 
Yeah, City took his spot. Now there's like a new kid on the block that's probably going to try to come get it too. It's like, God damn, man. But yeah, so I would look at AC Milan and Marseille. Those are the two I would look at. But your idea of going to America is quite compelling. But I'm like, the, the rules in MLS, you can't just spend millions and hundreds of millions. Like they have salary caps and wage caps. Like it's not as simple as just... I have a billion, I can put in a hundred million this year because they try to keep it like you have to draft players and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if I'd do that. Maybe like the Mexican league would be an interesting place. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, tell us who you would buy in the comments. Let us know. You can check our discord on Patreon, by the way. So yeah, this this has been the talking tactics podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Um, How full working people get you on the internet. How full football hosts man. Yeah, man. Um, I'm at Daniel to look talking tech this podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places. Uh, follow us on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Acast, you know, Spotify. Spotify isn't really a podcast app, but you can listen to you guys know. Um, yeah, and we will see you guys next week. Talking tech this podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Is this week still an international break, or on Saturday and Sunday is there going to be like actual club football? No, no, Saturday, Sunday, there are going to be games this weekend. Okay, okay. Anyway, peace, guys. Peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.